Hello and welcome to another episode of the Top Sports Headquarters podcast. Now, we are your hosts, back at it again. I'm Tyler Smith. And I'm Luke Watch. And today, we're going to be talking about the NBA playoffs. It tizzes the season for the NBA playoffs. We're going to be going over some of the first round matchups and then some of the second round matchups and kind of give you guys an overview of what our thoughts our thoughts are on this. So we're going to jump right in and we're going to go over the, some of the first round matchups that have already been finished and the Kings and Warriors game seven that's happening later today. Let's start with the Lakers and Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Let's just give some thoughts here. You know, what, what what are your thoughts on that? What were your thoughts on this overall thoughts on the series? Well, I, I just thought the it was a combination of the Lakers looking good and the Grizzlies looking really bad. Um, I I think it just it shows that it just confirms that when that. The Lakers' success is dependent on how Anthony Davis does. If Anthony Davis does good, then the Lakers do good. I also think that it a big factor was uh, all the guys, all the all the role players for the Lakers um, around LeBron and Anthony Davis. When you know when you see D'Angelo Russell step up, then then you see them. Then you see them getting on fire with his ability to shoot along with Austin Reeves. I think him and Austin Reeves have been really important to the Lakers' success, um, just shooting the ball. and So I think Anthony Davis, the success of Anthony Davis staying healthy and him getting it done down low um, along, along with what what D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves have been able to do um, at the guard spots um, for the Lakers has has helped put them into this position. I also think the fact that Steven Adams was out for the Grizzlies was a huge loss for them and was a big part of, uh, of why Anthony Davis was able to find more success and more rebounds. Um, and then, and then you take everything. Uh, part of why the Grizzlies looked so bad, also was because of everything that was happening outside of the game. You take, I mean, obviously everything involving Dylan Brooks. Um, I think that, I think that, kind of distracted the Grizzlies, and you know, I think that's, I think that's why. What do you think? I think we should just give a lot of credit to the Lakers here. Um, LeBron looked really good. Anthony Davis looked really good. I thought a role player stepped up. I will say D'Angelo Russell's, you know, he's kind of been a little inconsistent, but definitely game six, he went off. He played mm-hmm. insane when we needed him the most. Yeah. I-, I like how Austin Reeves is playing. I thought Rui Hachimori came off the bench and played really good. I think that, you know, our role players stepped up when we needed to, especially who I think our best player coming off the benches is Rui Hachimura. I thought Jared Vanderbilt played good defensively. I really like how, you know, the team was really able to, you know, come together after the beginning of the year wasn't good. And then after the trade deadline, which you got to give a lot of credit to Rob Plinka, really just bringing in all the assets that we have right now and it shows that this team is ready this team is ready for you know any any team in the west any team in the nba and they're on for me they're probably one of the hottest teams in the nba right now ever since the trade deadline they've been one of the hottest teams in the nba um grizzlies Dylan Brooks is definitely uh, – that's why you, you kind of can't talk to LeBron James like that. That's his lesson to learn. 
Um, he also got his 40 piece that he was asking for. Um, uh, just another 40 point blowout. So, don't Brooks, you got what you wanted. Don't do that again. Um, you'll be sitting home and watching the rest of the teams. Watch you can sit home and watch the Lakers play in the next round. John Morant's injury definitely was pretty big. Mm-hmm. I do think he was still he still looked really good. I mean, Stephen Adams. That's a big missing part. They had to their team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still think the Grizzlies should have played a lot better. They kind of they, they shot the ball really bad. I felt like mm-hmm. Desmond Bain. He put I. I would think he was gonna, you know, come up a little bit more big because he was kind of like the, the, their impact player. I don't think he really. I mean, I, he stepped up, but he didn't really become that X factor that I thought he was gonna be. I mean, really, just the Grizzlies kind of fell apart. I liked how Xavier Tillman played. I thought he really stepped up in a role for Stephen Adams, and I mean, Jaron Jackson played good. I feel like I just felt like the Lakers just overpowered the Grizzlies. Um, obviously, with the whole Dylan Brooks thing, that was obviously an issue. But Dylan Brooks got what got what he asked for. So I just think that the Lakers were playing too good of basketball. They were just playing really good basketball, and they kind of just straight up overpowered the Grizzlies. So yeah, I, I think it's not the Grizzlies are a good team. I just think like better. All right. Now we got our next series, the Cavs and the Knicks. This was won by the Knicks four to one. What are your thoughts on this series? Another one of those single-handed series. Yeah, I mean, uh, coming into this series, I was expecting the Cavs to win because because they had one of the best defenses and they have big guys down low who can rebound and along with obviously Donovan Mitchell but when you look at how it played out the Knicks pretty much did what the Cavs were supposed to do they they were the ones who looked like they had the best defense and they were getting they were getting rebounds um and i think another thing it I'll come back to this later, but when the once the Knicks find a way to to slow down Donovan Mitchell or Donovan Mitchell's not having his best game, it it was hard the Cavs it was hard for the Cavs to find offense around that. Uh, it was it was hard for like they didn't shoot as well as as they should have. Um, and it was just it was hard to find offense around Donovan Mitchell. And the Knicks, and I think that's partly the Knicks' good defense and the the Cavs struggling. And you, you look at the Knicks' offense, and Jalen Brunson played great. Along, and even with, um, Randall being partly healthy. I thought, you know, he just played, he played really good. Um, and R.J. Barrett found his, found his game through the, as the series went on. And they just, they just looked like the better team. What do you think? You know, I thought the same. I thought the Cavs were going to win this series. But the Knicks came through and they came through in a dominant way. They just played really good. I mean, they just played outstanding. As a team, they were connected. Jalen Brunson was outstanding. Julius Randle played really good. R.J. Bayard played really good. I want to point out Josh Hart, very good. He was all over on defense, and off- offensively, he was a spark. Mm-hmm. Mitchell Robinson played really good, too, in the paint. I like him. He's he's a beast. Yeah. The Cavs, I don't know. 
I, I thought they could just never find a rhythm. They definitely, like, one guy would play good, and then the rest of them would kind of just play mid. You know, Garland would have a good game, but everyone else kind of didn't really. I mean, I thought Levert had played good. Um, like, Mitchell would have a good game, and then it would take them a while to actually, you know, find their rhythm as a team. So I think that was the big issue with the Cavs is they just really didn't find their rhythm. So I think that's why they lost. But also, the Knicks, when the Knicks are playing that good, when any team is playing that good, it's really hard to beat, especially if you're not in your, at your uh, best. So I think the Knicks are... I think the Knicks are for real. Uh, I, I would not want to play... I think if I don't want to play a team at home, it's the Knicks currently right now. Hmm. The fan base is unbelievable. They're all hyped up. I mean, they're hyping up the Knicks. Crazy. And the Knicks just play outstanding. As it, They've just seen these last couple home games been playing outstanding at home. Yeah, I think the Knicks... If the Knicks... If the Knicks... If the Knicks defense is for real, then the Knicks are for real, and this and I think this next series will is gonna is gonna show. Yeah, Knicks are for real. I got. I think they're for real, for real. All right, now, uh, next matchup that we're recapping is the Bucks versus the Heat. The Heat upset the Bucks. Tyler, what are your thoughts on the? how this series went down, and specifically on uh, Jimmy Butler's performance. I, Jimmy Butler played amazing. He performed... He was the story of this series. Jimmy Butler's performance was the story of this series. Uh, I will say a big factor into it was Giannis's injury, but he has... But, when I see it, Giannis has a really good supporting cast. Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez. He has a really good supporting cast with him. So even though he was injured, I thought the Bucks could still maybe could still win. That being said, when you when Jimmy Butler goes off for fifty points every game in the series, it's just kinda hard to beat him. Um I just think that Jimmy Butler just play outstanding. I guess there's when he when someone is dropping fifty points a game, it's just hard to beat. And especially the Bucks not having Giannis. The Bucks not having Giannis. In some of those games wasn't, you know, it was kind of, kind of hurt because Jimmy was dropping fifty points every game. So I don't think the Bucks. I mean, even when Giannis was playing. Jimmy Butler still. I just think at that point the Bucks have have had already fallen apart. So, you know, I just think Jimmy Butler was the story. What do you think? Yeah, well, um, looking at looking at Jimmy Butler, um, in the Heat, I mean, regular season their offenses, uh ranked as one of the worst and then once you get into the playoffs now without Tyler Hero or without Tyler Hero there and Jimmy Butler is going off um, their offense is the best um, and it's it's interesting to see how how much better Jimmy Butler is in the playoffs and how much more that shows up um it to me um after obviously like you said Giannis's injury had a, had a big effect but after that the bucks the bucks just didn't look like themselves uh you know a uh, very a team that i would say is like a really strong defensive team with Drew Holiday and Giannis and Brook Lopez and it just it didn't look like that. It, I mean, I, I think Jimmy Butler is has been on fire. He's the best. He's the best player in the playoffs. Um, and once, and it wasn't it wasn't like the Heat were 
blowing them out for the whole game. It was the Bucks were leading, and then in the fourth quarter, the the Heat would come and Butler would go off even more and and lead the Heat to victory. So to me, Jimmy Butler put on one of the best performances and I think that also that also threw the Bucks off in combination with Giannis's injury and they just the Bucks just didn't really didn't look like themselves at all um, and Jimmy Butler looked really good and I think you also look at the especially the guys around Jimmy Butler and as a team the Heat shot really well from three as well and so yeah now after after um, after the Heat won the series you know yeah it was it was around a lot Giannis talked about uh, failure and and the team and was asked how uh, if if this season was a failure. What what are your what are your thoughts on what he said? I thought Giannis said it pretty. I thought Giannis said it very well. So I'm not gonna speak on speak upon it too much. Here's all I'm gonna say. It was a disappointment. The season wasn't a failure. You finished first in the East. Great, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think when he I think that. Yes, they struggled in the series, and it was a disappointment. But you also can't take away the fact that Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat were just playing very good basketball at that time, especially Jimmy Butler. Hmm. So it's not like they didn't lose to, you know, like a really bad team that wasn't playing their best, and the Bucks just completely underperformed. No, they were playing against... Jimmy Butler, who was averaging almost like 50 points a game, and like you said, his teammates were knocking down shots too, right? Mm-hmm. So they were playing against a very, a very good team who's been playing very good basketball, especially in that series. So it's not like they lost to a crappy team, you know, and just completely underperformed against that crappy team. It was, it wasn't. I would say this season was for the most part a success the playoffs was a disappointment what are your thoughts I mean yeah I mean you could say that this series that in this series you can say that the Bucks failed they failed to get it done and but the season is nowhere near a failure at all uh, finished the regular season with the best record in the NBA um, so the season was nowhere near a failure. When you look at this series, you can say that they that they failed. It was the Bucks. The Bucks did not play that good, and I, I mean, and the Heat went off. So you you combine that with all of the. It's only looked at at it this. Way. The only reason that people look at it this way is because the Bucks had such high expectations to coming in to you know to go to the NBA Finals, they can go far in the playoffs, and so the season was the season was not a failure. You can say that they failed in this series now on to the last one that we're going to be talking about the Kings versus the Warriors we have game 7 later today Tyler what are your thoughts on the series so far I think it's been a back and forth series I expected this to be this way I feel like they're playing really good 
Fox is playing good. Bleak Monk's playing really good. I think Sabonis has been playing okay. He hasn't really been much of a factor, in my opinion. Uh, Keegan Murray started off a little bit. Kind of like a little bit, you know, eh. But now he's starting to get, you know, into it. Herter's been solid. I thought Lyles off the bench has been solid. Mitchell guarding Curry's been solid. Barnes has been solid. So they've been they've been doing really good. Uh, I think the Warriors. Uh, I thought they played they've been playing good too. Curry, Clay, Wiggins. You know the Warriors are playing pretty good. I think the problem is is they turn the ball over a lot, um, and they just they kind of struggle to defend sometimes. I think the Kings, when they miss shots, then the Warriors start to take advantage of that. So Kings got to make their shots. I think it's a game of advantage in this series. I think that comes down to home court advantage. Uh, I know that the Kings started off 2-0, and and it, then the Warriors got them back, and then the Warriors won in Sacramento, and then the Kings won and Golden State. But I think what it's going to come, I think it, I think it's a, a series of advantages. I know the Warriors are very experienced, and they won't, probably won't be rattled. But it's a game seven in Sacramento with a, a chance to win a playoff series for the first time in 17 years. Actually, more than that. With a chance to win a playoff series for the first time in 16 years. Home crowds behind you. A chance to knock out the Warriors. I feel like the Kings are just too much with the home crowd behind them. Even even if the Warriors play really good, I think the Kings are too much for them. What do you think? Uh, well, looking at this series so far, it's it's been it's it's showed how how good both of these offenses are when they're when they're at their best. Um, you know you. The Kings have one of the best offenses in the league, and the Warriors, obviously, we know, have one of the best offenses in the league. Um, and when I look at the games that the Warriors have won, all of them have been close. And, and you know, most of the games inside the series have been close. The Kings ran away with the last one in Game 6. But looking at who will win Game Seven? Uh, it's gonna come down to which team gets more stops. Two great offenses. Um, last, I think the the Kings are favored and should be favored, but because just because it, they're they have the like you said they have the home crowd they. Uh, Especially coming off of a, coming off of a win, Warriors had had trouble getting stops down the stretch in that in that game six. Along with the fact that they were that they were turning it over, I think I'm gonna for so for game seven. Uh, I'm still gonna take the Warriors. I'm gonna take Steph, Clay, Draymond, and their, and really all all of their experience in in Game Seven. Even though they won't be favored, it's gonna come down to getting stops and being efficient on offense. Um, when we, mm-hmm. I mean, I think. Uh, one player that would be really nice to stop is Malik Monk. You know, I think Fox could go off either way in a win or a loss, but when Monk goes off, it's usually trouble for the Warriors, like last game in Game 6. He has the ability to go off, and that can really hurt them. All right, what what do you think about... All right. I got a question for you. Yep. 
if the Warriors lose, mm-hmm. where do they go from here? Well, I mean, I wouldn't see any major changes happening. You got, I mean, I don't see, I don't see the Splash Brothers or or Draymond trying to leave or want, really wanting to leave, especially because you have great young talent on your team already. Um, like Poole, Wiggins, Kuminga. I, I, they, even if the Warriors lose, I still think that they have a really good future. You have all the pieces of a win of a winning team, especially why why are the Warriors in this position at the sixth seed? It's probably you could probably look at it as not having Wiggins for most of the season or a, a lot of the season. And would you can yeah? Would you consider this a disappointment? Like, like, do you think they should have performed better if they lost? Or do you think it's just the Kings performed really well? Um, well, th- this Kings team is a good team. And I think the Warriors... The We know the Warriors have the ability to win this series. So, obviously, it, it'll be looked at as a disappointment. But the Kings are... The Kings are still the higher seed. And it's not like... It's not like an upset or anything. It's going to be a disappointment for either team. It's yeah. Just... Yeah. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I think the Warriors will still be good because they have staff. But I guess I think we'll be giving. I think we'll be focusing on the Kings more if they win. Like. Then if the Warriors, then we'll be focused on the Warriors if they lose, because the Kings are such, you know, they'll be such a main focus. We'll be like, oh yeah, the Warriors did lose, but look at the Kings. Hmm. Who do you think has more pressure to win? Uh, I think it's. I don't know. That's a hard one. I, I guess I would say. Maybe the I guess I would say the Warriors just because they have you know, there's a lot on the line here, but No, I'm gonna go I think the pressure's on the Kings to finish the series. I think they'll do but... it. I think there's not too much pressure on the Warriors because they've been in these situations before, but I think there's a lot of pressure on the Kings. Mm. What do you think? Uh, I think I think there's more pressure on the Warriors just because of you know not we're not talking about seeding. It's going to be a disappointment for Kings fans, but I. I think people are, you know, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what seed the Warriors were going to be. Some There are people who have expectations for Warriors to go far in the playoffs with this team in whatever position they're in. They are pretty much just because of obviously coming off of winning the championship. And then, so now expectations are high for the playoffs this season when you have when you have uh, Steph Draymond and Clay and Wiggins so that's why I think the Warriors alright we're going to take a quick break and you'll hear from our sponsor and when we come back we're going to be previewing the second round matchups and talking about who who we think are the have the best chances to win it all our favorite contenders
Alright, now we're back at it. And we're going to talk about the second round matchups. We're going to start with the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks. Currently, in game one, the Knicks, the Heat are up to right now. Now, who's going to win this series? I'm going to say Knicks in six or seven. Uh, I, I think, like I said, if the Knicks defense is for real, then the Knicks will be for real. Um, you Obviously, you have Jimmy Butler on the other side, who's the best player in the playoffs. The Knicks, I think... Their team, their team as a team, are looking really good right now. The only difference that I'm looking at it and why it's going to be a, a bigger, a bigger challenge for the Knicks was when they were facing the Cavs. You stop, you slow down Donovan Mitchell, and what was happening was no one else, really, not many other guys on the Cavs could could do much, and enough to get past the Knicks and what the Knicks can do on offense. So they they stop they they slow down the Cavs offense when they slowed down Donovan Mitchell pretty much. When it comes to the Heat, it's going to be I think it's going to be harder to stop Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler is looking really good right now and if you are able to slow down Jimmy then then what the Heat have, and why are they why they are looking good is the guys around them are getting around him are getting it done as well. They have shooters around. They have shooters around. But the Knicks have what it takes to get it done, and I think that they will. I think it's I think it ultimately comes down to their defense and what they're able to do with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is going to have some good games inside this series but I don't know if he can get it done every game and and I think eventually I think as the as the series goes on and and I think I think as the series goes on the the heat are going to start to feel those losses of Tyler Hero and Victor Oladipo more and more as it goes on and wishing that they they still had them that would be really helpful for them I think at the end of the day the Knicks are looking really good as a team right now I think the Knicks come out on top what do you think I agree with you I think the Knicks come out on top I think the Knicks, Knicks win in 5 or 6 I think the Knicks are just a better I think right now they're playing Overall, as a team, they're just playing better as a team. Their moment, like they've just been playing really good. You know, obviously the Heat are playing really good too, but most, a lot of it is how Jimmy Butler's playing. Like I was saying, Jimmy Butler, obviously a lot of how good they've been is because of Jimmy Butler and how good he's been playing. I just think the Knicks are playing better as an overall team. They're hard to beat at home. They've just been playing really good basketball. I think it will come down to who, as a collective team, plays better. I know Jimmy Butler has been playing really good. But I think even if he goes off... It's gonna come down to can those player can those can the role can his supporting cast have another good series? We'll see what happens there. So that's why I got the Knicks in this series. I think there's playing as a better. I think there's playing overall as a better team. I know the injury to Julius Randle might hurt them a little bit, but I think he'll be back soon, back and healthy. So that's why I got the Knicks winning this series alright now on to our next series 76ers and Celtics this is a good one Tyler who do you think wins and in how many games 
I got the Celtics in seven. The Celtics won three out of the four matchups versus the 76ers in the regular season. Obviously, not the regular season. I thought the six the Sixers they played really good against the Nets, won four zero. They showed I thought the supporting cast that Joel of Joel Embiid like Harden, Maxi, and you know those guys, Harris as well, and PJ Tucker they played. They showed that they can step up. I thought the Celtics struggled a little bit against the Hawks, but then again. Uh, it's Trey playoffs. Trey Young, who had the Hawks in it. Though I do still think the Nets. I do. I, I don't. I still think the Celtics are going to beat the Seventy Sixers. I just. I think it will be really close. It will come down to. I think this is another series that will come down to what team plays the best, or what team as a collective team plays really good, and I think. It's going to come down to I we know that it's Joel Embiid versus Jason Tatum, but I think it's going to come down to as a team who plays the best, and I feel like I know the Seventy Sixers played really good in that series as a team. I still think that Joel they rely on Joel Embiid. I, I think they rely on him a lot, and I think the Boston Celtics have a good overall supporting cast with White, Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon. Jalen Brown, who's an all-star, who's really good. Al Horford, Sam Hauser, who's been playing really good lately. Grant Williams. I think they have an overall better supporting, an overall better supporting cast or team than the 76ers have, even though 76ers have, who's probably going to be the MVP this year, Joel Embiid. I just feel like I like the Celtics in this game, especially having what would be having if they do win in game seven the home court advantage which is always really good what do you think i'm gonna say celtics in six um i think look look, look, the 76ers i have to say look the look the really the best that i've seen them in years ah but it's it's like you said it's because uh, it's because the guys around Embiid are playing good. I think Embiid starting to figure out that once he becomes a center of attention, and now now that it's showing, now that these other guys around them around him are showing up, that makes the Seventy Sixers really dangerous. Um, the Celtics, I think, will win. Um, I th- I think Celtics are better defensively. At the end of the day, um, I think every every game the Seventy Sixers need Embiid to win against the Celtics. I think, like I said, they found their six. They found their uh, they found their success. Once once Embiid becomes the center of attention. And then the other guys can start getting it done. Then, and 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 he's out for, he's probably out for game one. Um. So like I was saying, every game inside this series is going to be close. But, I but I think the Celtics are gonna win more close more of those games, even. Even if it's close, like like the Celtics win, but it's gonna be, but the game's gonna be close. I feel like it could be that for every game. I just think the Celtics are better down the stretch. Um, yeah, for sure. So that's why I think the Celtics. Tyler, who's under more pressure to win this? You have probably Seventy Sixers. You say Seventy Sixers. All right. Yeah, probably seventy. I I just feel like coming into this like. And Bede and Harden probably have the most pressure out of any of the teams. So, I got some Sixers. How about you? Yeah, I, I think it's the Sixers. This, the, the reason why, why it could be the Celtics is because everyone's... Cause, uh, because they made it to the finals last year, and now people 
need to see if this if what if they can do it again. But I think it's I think the Sixers are under more pressure because um, over the past couple of years, the 76ers have become notoriously known for losing in these rounds at the first and second rounds, um, and M Embiid is under pressure. Harden's under pressure, like you said. So the 76ers are under more pressure than the Celtics to win. Yeah, and I, if they don't win, then Harden might be on his way, I think, to uh, Houston. So, and Houston, he might, I think he might be trying to run back a Houston playoff run, trying to run it back. So I don't know. But should be a good one. All right. Now we got the Nuggets, and the Suns. Game one was a Nuggets blowout. They played really good. I thought the Suns also didn't play that good, so that obviously makes sense. Who do you got in this series? Uh, it's hard. It's hard. I'm gonna say the Suns. It's hard to pick a pick a number after after. One game already went to the Nuggets, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Suns in six. Um, I think you know for the Nuggets they have they have Murray who's playoff Jamal Murray right now, um, and obviously Jokic, but I think I think the one the one spot where they lack is defense. Specifically, someone to someone to guard the small the small forwards, like KD. Um, I think, like Anthony Edwards had some really good games against them, but the Timberwolves weren't good enough to to get it done against the Nuggets. But now here, I don't know who who's gonna who's gonna stop Durant. And what it looked like inside the Clippers series was people the before Kawhi got injured, you, you know they would put Kawhi on Durant and then and then your best defender is not on Booker and then Booker has the ability to to go off which he did and he did that for pretty much every almost every game while Durant's getting it done with like thirty as well. Um. So, the even though the Suns lost Game One, they lost Game One against the Clippers too, and they still won the series. I think the Suns are the Suns are getting adjusted to this series. Um. I think. I don't think that I think the Nuggets eventually will have will have trouble. Trouble matching up. Uh, I think trouble matching up against the Suns um, defensively. What do you think? Okay, this is gonna be a good series. Hmm. I got the Suns in six or seven. Now, the Nuggets. You know, before this series, when when they first before yesterday, we saw these teams are gonna play against each other. You know, I kind of thought that, you know, I had a feeling that this is going to be another one of those Nuggets second round losses. Well, and then I saw him play yesterday and I was like, wait a minute. This is the first, obviously this is only the first game. But I said, wait a minute, these guys look really good. They just outplayed and destroyed the Suns. But. It's only game one. If they play like this in game two, I will rethink about the Suns winning this. But right now I got the Suns in six or seven. The way Devin Booker and Kevin Durant have, have been playing is just really good. Uh, I will just say the Suns had an off game. They didn't really play that well. But it's only game one. I think they'll be able to bounce back for sure. They got Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton. I just think that, you know, they're one of the top contenders. 
I think it will be a very close game. I think there will be very close games from now on. Maybe one blowout in there. But the Nuggets definitely sent the Suns a message in this game that, you know, we're not playing around. Team, you know, we haven't had good success in the playoffs these last couple years. Mm. We're not playing around. We're about to, you know, we've had enough, you know. So we're coming out. We're going to send a message to you guys. I just, I think because the Suns have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, I think that's why the Suns have the edge over them. Mm. And I just feel like some of these games are going to come down to who makes the biggest plays. Now, don't get me wrong. Jamal Murray is insane in the playoffs. And they got Jokic, too. So, I've been, so watch out for Jamal Murray, because he's going to be dropping probably 30 a game every night, or at least close to that. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know. But I feel like when it comes down, down to it, Durant, how, you know, I think it was a question like, oh, will Kevin Durant fit with the fit with the Suns, right? Mm-hmm. But I just I was I've been impressed of how Devin Booker and Kevin Durant have been able to play off of each other. That's what I've been really impressed with because they're two main scorers, right? Yeah. And I just felt like how they've been playing off each off each other has been really good. Mm. It's been impressive. I think that's what that's what's making them such a good team. Not you know they're not like playing ball hog. They're they're playing off each other and still dropping twenty five a game or mm-hmm. close to thirty a game, right? Yeah. So I think that's really impressed me. And I think if they can do that, I think this was just a bad game. But if I think they can play really well, they'll they'll def they'll for sure. They'll for sure be one of the top teams. Mm. They're for sure. I think they can beat the Nuggets. They are one of the top teams in the West, and I think they can beat the Nuggets. Yeah, the Sixers. Hmm. I think I don't. I don't think. I think the Nuggets definitely, definitely proved a lot in that game. Like they're not playing around. Hmm. So. All right. Now we're going to talk about our favorite contenders in each conference. So. Tyler, who are your favorite, who are your top contenders in the West? Mine, all right, do you want to go, I think we should go four to one, or like, let's go like from like, content, like from the least contender to like, you know what I mean? All right. At four, I got the Kings and the Warriors, so whoever wins that game, I think is the fourth best contender, um, that's what I got, okay? Mm-hmm. I got a really close one here. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Nuggets, and the Suns are kind of tied. I'm gonna have them tied, as maybe like the second and third best contenders. And the number one contender in the West, the most slept-on team in the playoffs, the Los Angeles Lakers are the best contender. Come on, in the West. come on. Don't get it wrong. Come on. That's not even biased. That's not even biased. Come on. No, not even biased. I'm not even not even being biased. I'm serious. The number one team right now, I think they have a great path to the playoffs or to the championship game. They just won against the Grizzlies by 40 points. They slapped the Grizzlies, sent them home. I like the Warriors. Or no, I like the Lakers as the top team in the West. I'm not even being biased. I'm not playing around. I'm being serious. All right. You want me to rank these from one, one, one to four? Yes. All right. One is the Suns. They're 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 who I like the best inside best inside the West right now. How teams? It's teams have trouble matching up against them. Two, this is a it's this one's kind of risky because I would say I would say either the Warriors or the Kings at two. I, I'm I'm expecting it to be the Warriors to, to win Game Seven. That's risky, but I think if the Warriors can get out of this series, I I would like their I like I like their chances as they start 
to find themselves more inside these playoffs. So I'll put Warriors at two. Three is the Nuggets. Four is the Lakers. The Lakers, why do I put the Lakers at four? I, yeah, they played, they played good last series. But the problem with the Lakers all season, besides before, um, before the trade, um, was staying healthy. I don't think the Lakers are going to be able to stay healthy for all for all the games. What if the what if these go to, what if these are long series? What if the, if they're either playing the Warriors or the Kings? I could see that being a long series. I have trouble seeing them staying healthy throughout throughout even if they do make it past staying healthy throughout the the rest of the playoffs. Um, that and um, like I said it's the success of the Lakers doesn't matter if LeBron's doing good LeBron can go for 40 or whatever and the Lakers still lose it depends on the guys around them the Lakers the guys around them have been doing good lately uh, I'm still I'm not completely sold on Anthony Davis yet. If Anthony Davis doesn't do good, then the Lakers lose. I don't think that he'll be able to to play amazing for every single for all all the rest of the games. He'll have his games, but not all of them. So that's why I'm skeptical, slightly skeptical about the Lakers. That's how I would rank them. So you'd have the Nuggets before the Lakers? Yeah. Why? If the Nuggets... if Well, first of all, Jokic. Okay, let me... Okay. Okay. And then... Um, yeah. So, the Nuggets probably got the easiest matchup with the Timberwolves, right? Mm-hmm. They win four to one, right? Mm-hmm. Yet they can't guard Anthony Edwards. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now try now have try having to guard LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I trust the Nuggets. Well, oh, I trust. Oh. What do you say? The Lakers just bulldoze the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. And the Grizzlies are second in the West. Yeah, but you could. The Nuggets, the Nuggets, couldn't. You say the Nuggets couldn't guard Anthony Edwards, but they still won the series four to one. The Nuggets find success the ways that they do. Jamal Murray's going off. He's okay. playoff Jamal Murray. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not. I like the Nuggets' ability to maintain success. Better Ooh. than the Lakers. Okay. It's not about just winning one game in the playoffs. No, it's not about. You have to win. Hold up, hold up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold, hold, hold on a sec. Why would you? Okay. Game seven. Nuggets versus Lakers. Who do you got? Ever, you're saying inside. Inside the possibility game. that everyone is healthy. Yes. Uh. I might take the Nuggets. Oh, you would go against yeah, but, LeBron but, Game Seven. You would go against LeBron Game Seven. It would depend on what was going on inside the series. But, Just let me bring up these numbers real quick. Let me bring up these numbers real quick. LeBron, when the C- he has a 2-0 lead, it's 31-0. and Any playoff series, okay? I wouldn't go... I'm not 2-0, saying... 2-0, I'm not up saying 2-0 I would go, against... I'm not saying I would against go the Grizzlies? against LeBron. I'm saying I would go against the Lakers. The Lakers' success doesn't depend upon LeBron. Yes, maybe he didn't... Yeah. Okay. LeBron... LeBron has a winning record in the playoffs. He is... 
you've seen that he goes to another level in the playoffs. I'm just saying. All right. Um, I'm just saying. I just feel like that's what I think. But then again, I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people. You know. I don't know. I just feel like the. I just can't see. I don't. I'm not being biased here. I'm being straight up. LeBron James, and if it, if the Lakers, and I think the Lakers can stay healthy too. The Lakers have been playing better than the Nuggets. You gotta at least agree with me on that. Agree with me on that. I mean, they both won four one. Whoa, 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 okay, but I'm talking about. Ever since the trade deadline, the Lakers have been playing amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Better than the Nuggets. I know the Nuggets are playing really good, but at the end of the day, I guess... Oh, what it comes guess, down to guess, for me is that I guess, again, I, I guess I, at the I, end of the day, if it doesn't, here's the thing. It, I guess at the end of the day, what, what, if the Suns lose to the Nuggets, I guess the, I guess the Lakers don't have to worry about the Nuggets if they, and if they end up winning, if they end up beating, because I think the Lakers I'm not are, are more Lakers, favorable to beat. I'm not more, saying that the, the Kings, I'm not saying that the Lakers would never beat the Nuggets. That would be very possible. I'm just saying that I trust the Nuggets more than the Lakers. Okay. I, I know what you're saying. But at the end of the day, who is a more of a favorable matchup? I think if the Kings beat, I think the Kings, if the Kings beat the Warriors, the Lakers have the better matchup. I think they just have the better matchup than the Kings. Right? That's what I think. Because then if you look at the Nuggets, the Suns, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good matchup, right? I would have the Suns, like I said, I had the Suns, I would have the Suns. In like six or seven, but at the end of the day, I guess it doesn't matter because I just feel like the Lakers are more of a threat. I mean, they basically dismantled the Grizzlies. All right, all right, let's let's move on to the East. And 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 let me just bring this up. I think they're playing really good basketball. What happened the last five years? They've been knocked out of the second round. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The Lakers are also known for not being healthy. Oh, the Lakers also won a championship in twenty twenty. And they beat the Nuggets in that playoffs. Hmm. Actually, that's the farthest Nuggets actually went, and that was the Western Conference Finals. Hmm. Yeah, and LeBron won that. Won. He, he won that. The Lakers won that series. And that was playoff. Murray, too. All right. All right. Now we're going to move on to the East. Who are your contenders? All right. All right, ranking the ones in the East. Uh, Celtics won. Uh, actually, I mean, you can... It's tough to say. I mean, I would say Celtics won. 76ers, two. Knicks, three. Heat, four. Celtics, are, Celtics look the most solid to me. Um, and if the 76ers were able to get past the Celtics... They would have to be really good, which they have the possibility to. That's why I would put 76ers at two. And then Knicks, I, 
I, that's why I would put 76ers over the Knicks. And then Knicks at three because I think they're going to beat the Heat. What do you think? Okay. I got the Celtics at one, just like you. Hmm. Then I'm going to go with the Knicks, the New York Knicks. I like their matchup against the Miami Heat. And then I got the 76ers and the Heat. I think the Celtics, Knicks, and 76ers are kind of all in like a bubble, I would say. And then the Heat just right behind them. Uh, I still like the Celtics here. Uh, they won the East last last year. You know, they struggled a little bit with the Hawks, but I still like them. The Knicks are looking really good right now. I would have them over the 76ers just because of the matchup, I feel like. I feel like the 76ers are going against a, a better team in the Celtics, and the Knicks are the better team against the Heat. So that's why I have the Knicks just over the 76ers there. And then the Miami Heat, I think, obviously, I think they're the dark horse of this group. Anything can happen. They could end up making it to out of the East. Mm. But I got them at four, so that's why I got them. All right. All right. Lastly, we're going to move on to our, our th- top. So I had five, but we're going to go through our, like, our top favorites to win it all. So we're going to go. I think we should go back and forth at each one, at each spot. All right. Alright. We'll start. Do you want to start going five and up or? Uh, five? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. You can start. You can start. Do you want to start? Right. Yeah. At five, I got the 76ers. I got the 76ers here. I think they're. I would say. I think they're in the top five for contenders. They've been playing good basketball, like we've said. I think they're at net at five, you know, just because of how they've been playing as a team. Who do you got? All right. At five, I think, well, five out of, out of really eight, really five out of really eight teams left, I go... It's close between the Knicks and the Lakers at five. I would, I would choose one of them. It's it's tough to say. Uh, I'll say I'll say Lakers at five. All right. All right. Who you got at four? I got the New York Knicks at four. I think the Knicks have been playing really good basketball. One of the best, you know, they've been playing really good basketball right now. The home crowd behind them. I got the Knicks. I think they're just playing really good basketball right now. I think they have that little edge over the 76ers. Who do you got at four? All right, four, I got... I got the Nuggets at four. They have the MVP. They have a player who's going off inside the playoffs. I don't think they're going to get past the Suns, but I, I still... I still like the way that the Nuggets look. All right. And then at three, I got a tie at three between the Nuggets and the Suns. Suns and the Nuggets. I would have the Suns a little bit over the Nuggets, but I think it's a very close matchup. We'll have to see how that goes. I think both can really make some noise. I think they're at three, you know, at, you know, they're, for a reason, I think they're both really close. So, who do you got at three? All right, at three, this is the risky one because game seven is today, but I'm going to go three as the Warriors. Uh, just once they get, once they get, if they start to get going, I like their experience. I think they they have the ability to be the best, but they're at three. All right, at number two. I got the Boston Celtics. I got the Boston Celtics at number two because I think once I think they, I think once they get on a roll here, I think they're really going to be very dangerous with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and then their support the supporting cast as well, which I really like. I know they struggle with the Hawks, like we've said, but they look really good. Otherwise, 
and I like the Celtics at number two. Who do you got at number two? Hold on one second. I think I mixed up my five real quick. So, so five for me is five for me is Nuggets. Four for me is four for me will be Seventy Sixers. Hold on. four. No, no, no. Four for me is Seventy Sixers. Three for me is Warriors. And now we're on two. Two for me is the Suns. All right, all right. And then lastly, my number one that I think is the top team. Not, 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 you know, not like the top team. I mean, yeah, I would say the top team. My top contender is the Los Angeles Lakers. I think the Lakers, and this is not even, I think the Lakers are looking really good right now. I think it's, it, I think they are just on a roll. I got a good feeling about the Los Angeles Lakers. All right, let's just each go. Let's go through them one more time. You say your top, your top five contenders. Five, five Sixers, four Knicks, three a tie between the Nuggets and the Suns, two the Celtics, and then one the Lakers. All right, mine is um, five Nuggets, four Seventy Sixers, three Warriors, two. Suns one Celtics. All right. All right. Should be a really good playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now, before we go on an outro, we got a pretty, I would say, on the next podcast, we got a pretty big announcement. I don't even know if my uh, partner over here knows what it is, but. We have a pretty big announcement to make in the next podcast. We won't say it right now, but we're going to announce that in the next podcast. All right. Some big changes moving forward. All right. Now, yeah. thanks for listening to the Top Sports Headquarters podcast. If you have any topics, let us know down below. Like I said, big announcements coming, big changes in the future. Thanks for listening to the Top Sports Headquarters podcast. Have a great day. You know, and enjoy the playoffs. Yep.